<laughs> well, you know, I had a nice event. Someone, some woman from England got in touch with me. She's probably going to hear this. That was a joy because she was sharing certain, like, uh, experiences she had. And, you know, the, the message can be intimated in experience, yeah? It's not an experience, but you'll have a certain flavor of an experience. You don't lend it to that, the experience, but you lend it to mind, you know, the big M. So she was sharing a few of them, and it was really nice to see that she'd been moved, you know, and then maybe she, she wasn't looking for affirmation. She just wanted to talk. But uh, it's really, really nice when people start understanding a little bit that we're not like, in a way, here, we're not people with problems, but in a sense, we are the problem, yeah? And without addressing that, then the problem will be what will be hearing the message, which is a problem, yeah? Because the message will, like that first video I ever did with the sheep and lion, it's still an important point because people, as well, the message comes in, but how it's heard is the important aspect, because if it's heard with the semblance of being a you, yeah, and and claimed by the mental state, it can only be processed or translated as, in a sense, either a doing and a having, maybe a very subtle doing and having, but there'll still be that ingredient of there's a doer, you and I, that's going to do something, even if it's very subtle. It's gotten to a point where the subtlety is now like the selfing doing non-selfing. Yeah? So there's that, there's that desire to be a non-self because you've, maybe you've understood mentally that the reliance on the idea of being a self isn't working and it will never work, but there's still the reliance on being a self that hears that or claims it. Yeah? And then it takes it and it turns it into something to do, even if it's very subtle, subtle doing, which could be called or construed as non-doing. Yeah. So now I'm going to non-do myself into a state of non-self, just like I supposedly did myself into a state of self. Yeah. But the non-doing and the doing are both conceptual. Yeah. Conceptuality. So the the stamp of everything that comes in. The stamp seems to be there before you notice it even showed up. Yeah, so that sense of you arises very quickly, even on even about this topic of non-you. Yeah, so it's the you that's hearing the message that it's not a you. Yeah, and that's fine because that's the beginning of something. But the the you will regroup and claim it and say, "All right, I'm, I've got to do something." to get into that, that prior state, that stateless state, which obviously we have all the information. You can't do yourself into it. You can't have yourself into a state of being. There's just a recognition of what you're taking yourself to be or where you're taking yourself to be from, which is a mental state. If you tell the truth about that, the mental state's influence over this event will diminish and the being will become obvious. Yeah? You'll get a flavor now that you'll recognize, and sort of like it's like uh, the idea of gravity and ant gravity. That effect of gravity on the body is pretty much all the time, and so because it's all the time, you don't know it. You don't 
you don't see it. So when you climb up a hill, you blame the hill. You don't realize it's gravity that's producing the effect of getting exhausted and stuff like that. And so you blame like Mount Tamapias, but it's not Mount Tamapias. It's just you're going up, yeah? And the gravity has this thing of pushing you down. So that sense of gravity is never really acknowledged until there's the experience of its, of its absence, yeah? So you go into an anti-gravity chamber, and as soon as it doesn't take you, it's not, it doesn't start like an eight-month course of study and learning. You now know the effects of gravity by its absence, yeah? So the only way you're going to know the effects of selfing is by its absence. And what does its absence imply? That the mind isn't taking itself to be that, yeah? So when you see that selfing or the idea of a self is inherently absent, that's when you really know it, yeah? You know it by its absence. But we're trying to know its absence from it, yeah? Many of us are trying to know the absence of self from self. But the only way you really get the realization of what self is or isn't is by its absence. When you entertain you're not that, then you know what all of that seems to be. And all of it is just a lot of claiming of a lot of processes of what we call living here as a body. And the mental state claims them and sort of construes them as something that is attributed to you or your doing. Yeah? And so in that sense, as soon as that, which takes itself to be a self, hears about a non-self, it hears it as a self. Yeah? So it already makes the message of nothing something very quickly. And usually way quicker than when it dawns on you. Yeah? You arise before it dawns on you. That's the dilemma. The sense of you, the sense of a self arises before it dawns on you. And then when it dawns on you, you take it to be you. Yeah? The mind is missing it. It gets in place, and then the mind starts, and it says, I'm starting from here. But it's a false start, you see. It was a false start. The engine's never been off. The engine was prior to you suddenly arising and you having a life and you doing and this and that. You've been on the whole time. But that's forgotten by being very attentive to what's arising. And what's arising is the sense of being a self. And then it says, its story is that it's a historical figure that was here prior to everything else. So even when you're not seeing, you feel like you were there. Even when you're not hearing, you think you were there before the hearing, yeah? It's all made up. Conscious contact is what's happening here. The conscious contact is producing an experience, and in the midst of that experience, a mental process arises, claims to be the one who's in contact, and therefore, to, for that to continue, what has to be forgotten is the conscious contact, yeah? which you weren't forgetting when you were supposedly a baby or when the mind was in that development because there was no sense of a self. So all there was was seeing, hearing, farting, burping, shitting, this and that, that and that, yeah? No story about it. No yesterday, did I shit like I did today? Or I hope I don't shit like I just did tomorrow. None of that was there. None of it was available. 
those fields were totally imaginary, which they still are, and there was no way you could graze in them. Yeah? But as soon as the sense of being a you arises, then you are dictated and defined by yesterday and tomorrow. Unbelievably so. And then you want to struggle against those imaginary chains. Yeah? You want to try to get into the moment, but you're missing the biggest point that you can't be out of a moment. Yeah? It's so subtle, but it's, it's so profound because if you keep trying to escape an imaginary place, that imaginary place will seem as real as real can be to you. Yeah? If you keep thinking, I can't wait to get out of here, can't wait to get out of here, can't wait to get out of here, and that here isn't real, your drive of I can't wait to get out of here is going to lend it reality. Because knowing or not knowing, you and I are the reality. Yeah? You and I are the reality. Things are the way they are because you are seemingly constructed the way you are. They cannot be the way they are without you as the way you are because you are giving them the meaning. Them, all these things and people aren't giving you a meaning. You're giving them a meaning. Yeah? Things are the way they are because you're the way you seem to be. And the funny thing is, how we seem to be is based on so many different variables. We seem to be different quite a lot. And it's a real strain for the mental state to keep up this continual story of I was here, this was Paul, it sure doesn't look like you now. Oh, that was me. And then there's me playing Little League. And there's me having my first drink. There's me at my first arrest. There's me at my eighth arrest. There's me, you know, it's all made up. It's all freaking made up. The, the, the connection is so, is so tenuous, it doesn't even need to be broken. You're trying to break it is what's causing it to seem real. Because you are the reality. Just like they said where they, did, they do those famous light experiments. And so one group of scientists is, is given a big amount of money to research light as a, as a particle. So guess what? Light, you know, it's like, they, they, they appear as the piper plays. So the light now appears as a particle. Then there's another group. All right, we're going to study light. And we, we believe it's a wave. And there it is. It becomes a wave. It's like dancing to who? Who is it dancing to? Who is light? Who is light dependent on? You, Paul, this action figure? Or what we are? Which one? It obviously can't be this because, hey, I don't want you to burn me today. It's burning me like crazy if I'm sitting in the sun. Yeah? Yes? But on the mind level, the mind is giving the meaning to light. So you would have to say, if the mind is giving meaning to life or actually brings up light into reality, then guess what? We must be the reality. If we're bringing things up into seeming reality... What's bringing them up? Yeah. It says it in physics. The biggest, the biggest influence of every is urban. Z was talking about the more research. And there'll be more research. Because they're going to ultimately find that there's no one and nothing going on here. Yeah? But they'll still go home thinking there is something. Because the knowledge won't fucking do anything unless it does. Yeah? Because it's going to be the mind. The mind can study itself as a topic and never never be itself in all that study. Never. Yeah? 
So they're just, it's just a matter of time it's going to lead to the possibility that Buddha broke about 2,600 years ago. It's going to dawn on them that, oh, as a, just as a mental understanding, right, he was correct. See, but he didn't care about being correct. He was living the clarity. Yeah? He didn't have it as a topic or a bit of knowledge. He was the living knowledge of it. Man, everyone else is holding the mental bag and then he's just living free as a bird, free as an easy, yeah? If you just, this, there's a Course in Miracles and they have a lovely step in their lessons. And one of the second one is, and it's all, they're, all they're there to do is to affect or shift your perception. Because your perception isn't true, so it's shiftable, yeah? Just get a sinus infection. You'll see everything differently. I swear to God. You'll see everything will get bleaker. Everything will be like the end of the world. I mean, seriously. Your perceptions aren't like rock-solid timber, you know? They're very, very based on what your seeming conditions are as what you're taking yourself to be, yeah? You're taking yourself to be the body. A sinus infection can make a huge depression arise in about five minutes. Yeah. Anger comes up, you can't tolerate anyone because your head's caving in on itself. Yeah? It didn't matter if you have forty years of spiritual practice or five years, it's gonna override it like that. Yeah. <laughs> so here, you and I give everything the meaning it has. What flavor that does that give you when you follow that back? That you and I, yeah, it's not you and I as this, you know, we're facilitating, but you and I as what we are is giving everything all the meaning it has. That's a pretty big position, don't you think? That you're giving everything all the meaning it has. So if I'm giving things a meaning they have, and that's the only meaning they actually have, are any of those things actually real? If I'm giving everything the meaning it has, and the only way I can do that is it has no meaning, yeah? So everything is given a meaning, and, it's, and then that meaning is reflected back. It's almost like a surface, like a mirror surface. You look at it, and then a meaning comes back that you threw at it, yeah? So the mind projects, and then this body perceives. That's what happens, yeah? So the mind projects meaning to something, and then the apparatus walks around, perceives it as real, as that's the meaning, yeah? All day. And yet you have these swings where, in some people's story, it's so extreme that the worst thing that ever happened to them, and they've, been, they've had built an altar to it, and they've worshipped at that altar, and they, all their excuses for their whole life is based on that one event happening, and I wouldn't be where I am, which you're not anyway. I wouldn't be where I am if that hadn't happened. Then suddenly they go into something and their mind shifts a little bit, just a little tiny bit, very, very tiny bit, yeah? It shifts, and now the worst thing that ever happened, that you worship that for years, is now the best thing that ever happened. You don't, you don't, doesn't that produce a flavor in you to see what's going on? How could something be the worst thing and then not be the worst thing and actually go so far as to be the best thing? 
You know, how could it be if it had any reality in and of itself? If it was really the worst thing, then it would still be the worst thing. I may have gotten over it. I may have, you know, fit myself around it. I may have overcome it. But it wouldn't be called the best thing that ever happened. It would still be the worst thing. Yeah. But I would have dealt with it, let's say. But here it's saying the worst thing, suddenly, for no apparent reason, other than your engagement with it, (laughs) the worst thing suddenly appears to be the best thing. How did that happen? Well, here's this, worst thing, here's this, best thing. (laughs) And all the degrees in between. Buddhism says everything is inherently empty. You know? Empty of what? Of a reality. Yeah? It's not, it's real, it's the reality, but not as a thing. As a thing, it's unreal, and in recognizing that, that's the reality. So exactly applied to this, this is, this is unreal as a thing, but it's truly real, it's truly reality, but not as a thing. When you see you're not a thing, what you get a sense of is being the reality. Yeah? Not the reality, just what you would call reality. You would get a sense, to me, the sense is more like an incessant verb of seeing that has no partition where it began, where it built up speed, where it started to coast, where it started to accelerate. None of that, just seeing, you know, on this, on this, on this, on this, on this allowing whatever arises to arise and then catching whatever departs when it departs, yeah? So nothing leaves its realm, nothing goes can transcend it because it's giving it all the meaning it has and basically you're dealing with one, not even one thing because there's, no op- there's no thing called two but you're dealing with mind and mind's the only reality. And mind is dreaming here what we call reality, Yeah? In this reality, which is made up, things are the dominant thing because we take ourselves to be a thing. Just like if they, there's a book they once had, it was funny, they were watching you know, how we call ourselves the crown of creation. Let's say if you were a jellyfish, when you finally arose up, you would say you were the crown of creation. Because why? Because you're the jellyfish. You know? There can't be anything better than this coming. So we, the mental state assumes it's the crown of creation. And, who, and there's no angels heralding that statement, is there? There's no giant block of light that's amplifying. Yes, you're, no. It's all humans telling other humans we're the crown of creation. <laughs> it's an incredible arrogance it's just like you see the movies when someone dies in a movie and then the person that knows them is above them saying you can't do this to me like the person's dying to bother like ruin their next weekend you know what I mean we were going away next weekend I paid already paid for the reservation oh okay I'm not I'm sorry (laughs) you know what I mean the arrogance of self-centeredness is unbelievable we it's just constantly reasserting itself we're so in it we don't even notice it yeah we don't even notice how drenched we are in self-centeredness really it's amazing you go to another country. I went to. I remember I went to Nepal, and I climbed up this big place, and I saw this. I went to a Tibetan monastery, 
and there was a llama there, you know, the head llama. And so his attendants, I said, can I see the llama, you know? And they said, okay. And they brought me in his room, and I think he was just rolling out of bed, you know? Had his tea, little tea thing there. And I, I say, he says, what do you want? I said, oh, I want to talk to you about... And he says, he just looked at me, he says, you people think too fucking much. Just, when you get up, shit, make some tea, do this, do that. I mean, we don't have any, we don't have a word for self in Tibetan. There's no word for being a someone in Tibetan, in the language. I was like, but let me know. I don't want to hear a fucking thing you say. And then there I went. <laughs> Not one of those mem- memorable moments on my spiritual journey. I thought I'd be welcomed. Oh, yes, you're a, a lama in the past. Yes, you, you should stay here. We need you. Oh, thank you. Okay. No, no. Get out of here. You think too much. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? I'm going to find another one. <laughs> Until one of them says, oh yes, we've been looking at you for years. Come in. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Throw some rice on me. Oh yes, I'm a hidden llama as a drug addict. See? I was hiding, trying to help the people I was ripping off without them knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, if something is, if something has no meaning, yet it seems to have a huge meaning to you, what is the role of that you it's having a huge meaning to? Not that I'm asking you a question, I'm throwing it out there. Yeah? If you give everything the meaning it has, yeah, and things appear as they appear, only because there's a you that they're appearing to. What's your role? Are you just the observer of a, of, of a thing called reality, as if you're not reality, or that you're a total little minor player of reality, and you're watching this grand creator produce all these things, and it's producing marvel and awe? But suddenly, one moment, the thing's a spiritual relic, the next you're using it as a doorstopper. What, does that thing hold its meaning to you if you change your opinion of it? Usually not. Yeah? This is a functioning role we're in all day. We're giving meaning to things. How can something seem to be so real? What could mimic a sense of reality? What could mimic it? Only reality, yeah? So I, not as Paul or John or Chris... But the I must be the only reality there is because it's lending its reality to tons of things here. Yeah? And, and it's changing quite a lot. One year you're totally into this and the next year you're bored of it. Yeah? So obviously that didn't have the ability to capture your interest. Your interest reveled in appearing there. Yeah? Just like when I go in the ocean, I'm not going in the ocean and getting joy from the ocean and taking it out. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the begetter of the joy. I'm the bringing the joy in, and just so happens in this predilection of the action figure, surfing triggers it easier than other things. So I would be crazy as the action figure not to surf as much as I can. Because it easily triggers that joy that I used to spend $500 trying to get certain nights. Yeah? 
but the, the, the event isn't producing the joy. It's the one who's in the event that's bringing the joy to it. And then it has the great joy of finding it, in a sense, while doing this. Yes? Or finding it when doing service. Or finding it. But it's not in any of the places you think you found it. You brought it in into every place you went to. You are the bearer of it. You and I are the reality. If a thought has so much power, and every one of us had the same thought right now, the power it could affect would be based on the thinker's condition, not the thought, yes? Yeah? So let's take a thought, a heinous thought, let's say, and everyone has this heinous thought. The thought, what it would provoke, wouldn't come from the thought, but from the, the sense of being the thinker of it, or the seer of the thought, yes? Yeah? Take it back that way. Find that everything stems from what, where, what you are. Even this, who you are, is stemming from what you are. This, is, this body has been given a meaning that's different than the meaning that and that and that body. In this mind that's actively dreaming in this event now, it's given these bodies the meaning of you, an object, and this body the meaning of me, a you that's, that's, a, that's in, injected with the attributes of I, of spirit, of awareness. Yeah, I'm so special that I cannot find another me here. No matter how many yous I go to, I'm never going to finally say, hey, you're me, you know? And, in a way, we're all on the same little dreaming track. That, you see this me as a you. And you're never not going to see it as a you. Maybe it'll be fuck you, or love, beloved you, or whatever. It could be tons of different meanings, but it's going to be a you, yeah? And same, 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 same. Yet, there's only the I. It's, there's only the I. The mental process, in a sense, from below, arises, claims the I, brings it into a, this state of thinking it's a body, or starting there, and now it uses the attributes of the I and it calls it me. I'm the one who's conscious, and I can work on becoming more conscious. That's the dilemma. Then we start looking and searching for what we are as what we are, but we're taking ourselves to be a certain me. And it's a failed journey. If you're really looking for peace, stop fucking looking. And then you realize you can't, then take it to this method. Am I that you that can't stop looking? You're not. Now you're not beholden to the looking. That's the scene. You finally are freed from the identification as a looker. And what happens? You now see blue is blue and red is red. And then you see all the activity of the mental state that's producing a sense of being a you, as a me. Yeah? You see it. And in the seeing of it, that's the living freedom from it. You see it. You see it, and it, all it can do is point. This is all it does. It infers, 
If you listen to your thought system, it infers that there's a you, it implies that there's a you, it assumes that there's a you, it insinuates that there's a you, and that you is in time, that you has these attributes, it's what's seeing, it's what's hearing, it's what's feeling, and it's also the doer of every action that's issuing out of the body. It becomes, it now becomes the doer, the thinker, the feeler, the haver, and now you're saddled with that fucking responsibility, and we're trying to throw off all the guilt that things we didn't, shouldn't have done produce when you think you're the doer. We're trying, we're getting totally necktied by all the pride of all the, thing, all the good things we've done that we thought we were doing, and so on and so forth, and we're suffocating in this claustrophobic mental state, stretched out in time. You were here, you're gonna be there, and therefore I am here now. Jesus, man, it's insanity. There's, there is a solution. The solution is, there is not a problem. It can, the, the problem finds its relevance when reality takes it to be true. You are the reality. Yeah? If you take something, if you take false evidence to be true, it will appear real. Yeah? Maybe not to everyone else, but it will appear real to you as the me. Yeah? It will not appear real to the I. It never has, never will. But it will appear real through the you to the me. Yeah? Your perceptions will support the lie, the uh, falseness of it, making it seem real, and you will, you'll guarantee it is by the me, and now you live under that yoke. Instead of the freedom of this moment, you're enslaved in this moment by yesterday and tomorrow. Aren't you? How much is this Saturday dependent or based on last Saturday or next Saturday? You know? How much is this Saturday just another ticker tape for your mental accountant to see if you accrued enough value to be somewhat okay to have that second smoothie today or, you know, or watch that movie with a thing of Agendas. Somehow you're jumping through or over some hoop or some bar and, and it always very whimsical. It changes the heights and you never win anyway. You always just get invited to the next, next race. Well, try again. Try again tomorrow. So let's see how you do tomorrow. The freedom isn't out there. It's not a thing. It's not an experience. See, if you're into, if you're an experienced junkie, most experienced junkies that come here only last a few weeks because they leave because they're not getting anything. They want to have an experience, and this has nothing to do with an experience, and yet, therefore, it has all to do with every experience. Yeah. It has nothing to do with experience. That's why it can have an influence on every experience. Yeah. The way you see is going to be infused in every experience the body has. All day, every day. That's my whole definition of traveling lighter, really. Traveling lighter is an ease and comfort that stabilizes and that shows its durability in time over time. You just see, hey, I've been... You don't even notice it because you're just enjoying traveling lighter. The only time it comes obvious to me is when I go to a recovery meeting and I hear people traveling so heavy and I'm going, fuck, I am so grateful for what abs what's absent in my life. All that drama, all of this. There's so much that's absent 
Yeah? And that would be more enough, more than enough to be grateful for the rest of my days, but then there's all the presence that arises in the absence. Yeah? So there's a great relief from what's not going on, and then there's a huge bonus of a presence, sensing a presence that all my affairs was about to was all about trying to get to or find or stabilize. Now it's like so free, there's no vigilance needed, nothing. Nothing. You are that. Now if you try it as a process, it won't work. Yeah? If you really need something and you try to starve yourself with nothing, it won't work. Your mind will make it something. Entertain the ideas, let it negate the wiring up there, and maybe there'll be some clear and clean firing, and you'll start seeing blue and blue and red is red. You won't be fighting yesterday or tomorrow because you won't even be invested in any of it. And you can have plans now about next week. That has nothing to do with anything. It's not obsessive. It's just doing, doing like uh, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, you know? There's needs to have plans and stuff because as a relevance to the body, there is a future. But you don't have to be psychologically harvesting all this worry and anxiety around what's going to happen to you because you don't have a freaking clue, do you? When I got hit, when I totaled the car, a second before, I didn't have a premonition. Oh, I'm going to total the car. The car just got totaled, yeah? Like that, in like a split second. You know what I mean? Was I planning that? No. It wasn't like, all right, here's my list. Avoid a full-on, you know, crash, totaling the car. No. It was just an assumption. I hoped I wouldn't, nothing would happen, but things happened, Yeah. How much? And what do they sort of tell you? This little you that's trying to control has no power. The I has all the power there is, and it's up to it if it wants to change anything or not. It may be using what you call a bad situation to provoke a very, very, very positive situation in your life. Hey, I have no idea. But after a while, you will. You'll relinquish the managerialness of this life, and you'll see... What a relief that is, and that things work out in such a beautiful way. Yeah? Like it's totally, def- it's stated in the, in the Course in Miracles, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Yeah? We're gonna, and what we're going to do is dream ourselves out of the dream. This is it. Yeah? And as we're dreaming ourselves out of the dream, guess what? The dream's going to get happier. Yeah? Now, I thought happier meant... I have all this and that. But happier is really about how light you're traveling, tell you the truth, to me. That's the contentment. You know, there's nothing like being rooted in today when it's the only day you seem to be in. Yeah? And it's really a joy when there's no effort involved in that, where you're not working hard to get into the moment. You just realize you can never be out of a moment. Yeah? <laughs> so there's nothing you need to do to get into you, what you can't be out of. And there's nothing you need to do to get out of what you can't be in.
tell you one thing, you won't be cheated. <laughs> you won't be cheated in this life if you're here. <laughs> because you realize the here isn't defined by yesterday and tomorrow, and it's not going to end. Nor are you. <laughs> Any questions today? No, Sonny? You okay? <laughs> the beautiful news, you see, you don't have to be okay, and you can still be okay. Yeah? Really. Because it's very difficult to have this okay. Haven't you noticed? I mean, isn't what this represented really a, <coughs> a, an attempt to sort of stabilize variable conditions like emotional states, physical states? financial, circumstantial states, mental states, yeah, energetic, we don't even see half of them, you know, energetic states, all these things, and the, the sense of self, taking itself to be the, the organization of all these conglomerates, believes that I'm, I'll be fine if this is this way, this is this way, this way, and it's sort of like, have you ever noticed how difficult it is? You can have them all line up maybe for one minute, like 9.02, but then it's followed by 9.03 and 9.04, and by 11, it's fucking way, it's gone way south, yeah? It's so difficult to sort of keep it, it's like trying to juggle on the back of a, you know, a, buck, a bucking bronco. It's, it's just, you're never going to get it, yeah? And that's how selfing sees you as. It sees you as the effect or the condition of all these other conditions, yeah? So if I have enough money, I have this, my emotions are pretty good, you know, I have this, uh, my mind, well, I'm on you know, Xanax or something else. Now we're just going with the pill solution, you know. I can't annex, you know, Valium one or two a day to somehow produce a feeling that will, <laughs> you know, I will be just blottoed out of my mental state, whatever. But here you are in the mental state, emotional, physical state, and we're trying to get it all right, you know. Okay, okay. I do 12 hours of yoga, then I come out and my car has a ticket. Oh, there's the circumstantial, situational state. Fuck! Or, okay, I go through three weeks of retreat, you know what I mean? But I leave and my girlfriend went out with someone else while I was on the retreat. Ah! Adyashanti! She's going out with Adyashanti. So there. So now, oh, I, my spiritual state, I got bit in the ass, and my emotional state, and my physical state, while well, I was taking care of that. You know what I mean? So you put attention on one, the others are going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just, and then you have this giant wave of time that all your little sandcastles it erodes. Yeah, and there's not there's not just one wave. There's going to be countless waves of different events, different emotions, different mental states, different physical states, and it's like you're a little kid. Ah, you want to stop the water, but you don't realize it's going to keep coming, and the tide's changing. It's moving in, so you build this perfect thing, and ah, no water's coming. Give it a couple hours, and then the water's destroyed your sandcastle. Yeah? Oh, I came out of retreat. I was so blissful, 
at 9.01, and then 12 o'clock, I was arguing with my girlfriend. You know, so it lasted three hours, supposedly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So what do I think? Well, I just got to do a longer retreat. You know, it doesn't work. Give to go stuff. Yeah? You are not base. You can outshine circumstances and situations. You outshine mental states. You outshine mental states. You outshine emotional states. Not with any effort. This is your inherent state. Outshines emotional states, physical states, circumstantial states, spiritual states, energetic states. Any state there is, they all come out of that one state that we are. You can outshine any circumstance and situations. I've seen it demonstrated in my own life and in my own life by other people. I've seen someone who was dying of bone cancer, one of the worst painful cancers. Luckily, her circumstances, situations were good. She had a rich husband, so she had a nice bed and a beautiful view of a garden. And she was bright as bright can be. Her mind was totally awake to the fact she wasn't a thing. Yeah? She was the If I had any person I'd want to see in Perth, Australia, she'd be the first one when I went there. And yet she wasn't doing a damn thing. She had to be carried there, this and that. Yet she didn't have to do anything. It was very clear. She was in that prior state. She was enjoying it. She, it, had come, it had become available in this experience called her. Yeah? Yeah. But a lot of us want to stay in the mental state and try to bring the spiritual state into play to get an advantage as this idea of Paul. That's why it's failing so miserably. The only spiritual state in the mental state is a conceptual idea. It's all concepts. The highest level it can reach is a fucking intellectual understanding, and that's not seeing. It can be, the mind can use it to promote the possibility of seeing, but it is not seeing. To know why you're fucked doesn't mean you're unfucked. Does it? Because that's very confusing, because we have such... We hold our intellect in such high regard, we figure when we figure something out, every, all of its effects should be muted. And they're not, are they? This is seeing. Vision. View, good. Vision, vision causes no need for a view. View's only point is to lead to vision. Vision needs no view. Yeah? That's what you rely on, what's always available at all times. Therefore, you can be rest assured that you're inherently okay, no matter how the shifting sands of all these conditions are going on. Yes? Because you're not that. That's it, eh? Any questions? Got one happy customer. I uh, only work on these two. John, there you go. Z's a little. I gotta beat Z up a little more. He's been going off the Ponderosa. He's been starring in another Bonanza. Yes. So, so do you just? I mean, is the idea to accept the way you're just gonna come endless, or to disidentify with the, the ocean? No, did it disidentify with the sandcastle maker? Yeah, you don't. You're not going to disidentify with the ocean. 
the manifestation doesn't give take you know doesn't give a shit about your opinion. The ocean, the waves are going to keep breaking. <laughs> you know what? What happened if you're you you've been tra- trying to calm the mental state, the waves of the mental state, and then you're near the point of death, and the mental state's co- final coup de grace is to run this thought by you just at, before your last breath. You really blew it. <laughs> it's gonna, there's going to be an impression of agitation left behind on that one. <laughs> the mental state isn't being. There's waves there. <laughs> Emotional state waves there. Energy waves there. Circumstantial situations waves there. State of being, all the waves are comprised in it, but don't affect it. That's the beauty, yes? That's the acceptance. Accept that what you are isn't you, and then you'll, that will lend acceptance to dealing with these things. If you, as what you are, as what you're not, tries to become accepting, it doesn't fucking work. It's just toleration. You wait, you'll be accepting this, you're hoping it will change in a few months. And what happens when it doesn't change? You ever seen a pissed off spiritual seeker? Woo! And I've been going for 20 years acting with that loving gaze and they're ready to rip your throat out. Uh-huh. I haven't got it! You know? That's not acceptance. That's toleration. With the hope of an effect, yeah? You're waiting for the payoff. Always. That's what selfing always is attempting to do. Is sort of claim something out of something it has nothing to do with. Yeah. Oof. All right, let's end with a lovely prayer. <laughs> Sister, I, oh yeah, let's pass a basket. Yes. And also Monday night we're at the bookstore, if you're interested, 7 o'clock. I promise it will be much more loving <laughs> Monday. It's just Saturday brings it out of me. It's you, Sydney. I see you. I just want to get... <laughs> Uh, the, uh, Chris has got to come. Well, we've got to pass the basket. Yeah. See, they were trying to get out of your fence. Right? <laughs> the open secret bookstore in San Rafael, 7 o'clock. It's like the Mecca of spiritual seeking. <laughs> oh, thousands of, thousands of books. Thousands of books. <laughs> I, I see a kind of feeling here. I don't think my my popularity is skyrocketing. I think you're trending up. I'm trending up. Serenity arises, and then you know serenity. 
on the Hindu word peace, because you are the comprehender of peace and the knower of serenity, which is mine. Yeah, I'll let you follow. Yeah, all right. You can follow it. It's going to take a little bit. I got to close up.